0: Hey there, friends. What is going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Berardo Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Tony Berardo, where we talk about uh, health, wellness, social interaction. Really, my goal uh, of this podcast and channel is to just have good conversations with like-minded people, where we talk about the creator economy, parent life, uh, the whole gambit of what is my life and potentially your life. So uh, hopefully you guys are getting value out of this podcast. I'm really enjoying it. This is episode, I think, 223 By the time this comes out, and I am joined with fellow podcaster Aaron Dodge, uh, who, again, we just had a really cool conversation. I think you guys are going to love this because we talk a lot about um, running a business on your own, the creator economy, what it's like being a podcaster, um, having conversations with like-minded individuals. And what's funny is I just reached out to Aaron like I do with most of my guests on social media, and of course, he responded back very generously to um, have me on his show. And then of course I had him on mine. So I think you guys are going to get a a kick out of this podcast. I'm going to leave his, uh, information, uh, down below towards the tail end of the conversation. We talked about, um, eating plant-based, which we both are. I I think we should have like a 2.0 because we didn't spend enough time talking about that. But the bulk of this podcast is how to be a creator, what it's like running a business, uh, He's newly married, so we talked a lot about uh, the married life, which I know a little bit about. So this was a really fun conversation. Definitely check out his podcast as well. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. You know, that's that's really what I'm looking for.
1: Because you reach out and you're like, you know Lloyd and you're yeah. plant-based. And I was like, podcast, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> Done. And yeah, for those of you listening, besides like looking at each other's Instagram, I purposely didn't do any sort of intel... On Tony I wanted to literally just have an authentic conversation figure out your past figure out that you have one third less of a lung than a normal human and so it was uh it was really nice and I, I don't know I might continue to try to do this format on my podcast to just not go too deep I feel like there's authenticity behind it I feel like there is more conversational
0: it's just funny it's you yeah. know The way you tell the story and everything—funny
1: how. Come here, come here,
0: though Yeah, he's crazy, see.
1: Who are you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you ready? How's the weekend? What'd you get into?
0: Oh boy, let me tell you something. Um, it was a lot, dude. I uh, so we got a four-month-old. Yep. So it's uh, it's just—it's a lot. To try to, you know, factor in everything we have to do in the house, and then getting ready for the holidays, and it's just, yeah. And then my work has been going good, but it's also tough because we both work from home, and my wife just started work. So weekends, this past weekend, was just like getting ready for the holidays, finishing things around the house, trying to clean up, and it's just. Ugh. So let's uh, let's get into what you do. Because obviously, I know a little bit. Um, and just by looking at your content as a whole, it's, uh, it's impressive, man. So I mean, how long you been a creator for? What do you do? What's the business like? Uh, let people know kind of where everything is there.
1: I love the question. How long have you been a creator? Because I—I'll uh, age myself at this, but <laughs> I was a freshman in college when Facebook was invented in two thousand and four, nice. and so I've been—I've been on social media my entire life, um, adult life, um, and so I've been creating and. Uh, doing those kind of things on my social platforms for a very long time. Obviously, bounced uh, around right out of college. I got into the NBA and I did uh, in-game presentation for a couple of NBA teams. Okay. That was a blast. Uh, my boss back then really started uh, helping me with storytelling. So that's when I first started like getting that like storytelling vibe and you know, you have to bring the crowd through like this emotion and then you got to do this, you know, before the intro video. And then we also filmed funny skits in game so that we can keep the crowd entertained when you work for a team. That's not good. You really got to keep them entertained. But now the Timberwolves are number one in the West. I have no idea how, but how not no idea happen? how they're, they're, they're <laughs> a great team. But I was like, I wish when I worked there, they were number one in the West. It would have been a lot more fun, but you know, and you got to entertain people when they're not, uh, when they're not there it's or when the team's not doing well, it's that's kind of what the challenge, uh, what the challenge comes to. But, uh, yeah, started learning storytelling there, moved back to Charlotte and got into a couple of marketing agencies and then found myself uh, at a video production house in 2018. Once again, back to storytelling, worked with a lot of talented videographers and photographers, and we would tell, uh, brand stories and social media content for our clients. And then unfortunately in 2020, the, uh, Pandemic crushed a lot of small businesses, and we were part of that world. And so, mm-hmm. kind of dispersed uh, the videographers and myself. And I, I saw the rise of TikTok. That was when we were all sitting around doing nothing in the pandemic, and so everybody was dancing on TikTok, me included. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, decided it. You know, I was coming out of a relationship, so this is how I describe it. When I was coming out of this relationship, I, like half of my brain was like living and feeding myself, and half of my brain was trying to make this relationship that wasn't working yeah. work. And so, I had absolutely no creative outlet whatsoever. I wasn't posting on social media. I was. Blech. And yeah. so, when we got out of this relationship and the pandemic hit, I had like a whole creative side of my brain back, and that's when TikTok TikTok came along. And yeah. so, I started posting on TikTok, really enjoying the community there. It was just a better, fun everybody wants to see you succeed kind of community back in for 2020. Real. And so, I realized that there was going to be an opportunity for me to capture that TikTok like upswing for especially a lot of businesses that maybe had uh, like a team of 3 or 4 social media managers and if you know the the CMOs like figure out TikTok and we're not going to hire anybody else to help you and I was like that's what a lot of people are going to be saying and so I came in as like a TikTok consultant with a couple of brands in 2020 and then I just continued to grow my portfolio so long of it, social media consultant slash content creator slash podcast host. Those are kind of like the three variables that I uh, bring up when I'm talking to people about what exactly I do. So that's me. Uh, I love it, dude. And that's all you do, right? Full-time? Full-time. Been full-time for three years. Um, This year will be the best year yet and can't wait for 2024 to do it all over again and crush every other goal from 2023 and 2024 and Excited for the new year!
0: I'm stoked. That's awesome, man. First of all, congrats because it's not you know I have kind of a similar path, um, which is another reason why I wanted to to chat with you a little bit because I want to get into the plant based stuff too because I'm I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I had kind of a similar story uh, during the pandemic. I actually got laid off from a job um, that I thought was going to be like a step up. Prior to that job, um, prior to the pandemic, I worked for Monster Energy for oh, cool. a, a decade. And um it was actually funny enough that I kind of got laid off. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, but I kind of got laid off because of the pan or excuse me. I kind of got laid off because of my podcast. Bam. But this was like during the pandemic. So there's kind of like some, you know, conspiracy theories that I put out there. I don't I I don't talk about this too much. I, I did a whole episode on how I got fired from that job. But a lot of people got fired for different reasons. But um, like most large corporations that are, um, you know, driven by stockholders and shareholders, um, they some sometimes have agendas. I don't know if they had an agenda, but it it was funny that um, I did a I did a couple things for events that I had because I was in the marketing department. I did a couple things that were frowned upon a little bit, and. I didn't get vaccinated. Hmm. Um. Neither did a few other people that happened to get fired around the same time. So, but you know, again, what they said was they blamed it on my podcast and how that how that uh, came about is interesting because I have a buddy that owns a, a company called Golden Ratio and it's like a tea bag. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's a uh, coffee, so it's cool. kind of an interesting way to consume it. Instead of like pouring it over, you just throw it in steeping water, and ten minutes you got yourself uh, a nice coffee. But it's different flavors. Pretty good company. So anyway, he sent me a couple bags, and I gave a shout out on my podcast. Ah. I I didn't get I didn't get paid for it or anything. Um, And I was like, yeah, you know, my buddy owns this company. It's you know really good. Uh, This is good. You should try it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, No discount code. No, you know, just fucking giving a shout out. So anyway, after I don't know six months of that episode airing, I get a call from HR, and they're like, hey. You know, we, we, we've we heard your podcast and um, we're going to have to put you on temporary sabbatical while we kind of look into this. And I go, look into what? And I gave them the whole situation. And uh, they came back after four weeks of um, me not getting paid um, while they investigated. Then they let me go. What? Yeah. And uh, I even looked into like, you know, a lawyer and digging into things and sent some contracts to my lawyer and... um. They're so good, like most multi billion dollar companies <laughs> at writing those right. contracts. My lawyer was like, Bro, if you wore a red shirt and they told you to wear a green one, you'd be toast. Like they can let you go for anything. Like the way they built their contract is very, you know, you're fucked, essentially. Yeah. Got so it. and they're like, it's not worth it to to find. I was like, All right, no worries. Um so that was kind of like one sign where I was like, "Well, first of all, they listen to my podcast, so that's exciting, <laughs> right?" Because <laughs> it's not like I would share that clip. Like, obviously, they listen to the whole form, and then maybe they listen to it back to back, and then one episode, you know, listen to it. I honestly don't think that was the reason. I think it was because of the the pandemic and uh, the vaccine, and I didn't get the vaccine on time. I did eventually get it, but I didn't get it, you know, when I was supposed to, because um, I wasn't. It wasn't like mandated. But there was a lot of people higher up that I think were kind of pushing it. Uh, anyway, that's my theory. But it worked out well because uh, it made me realize that the pandemic um, kind of allowed all of us, I think, to reevaluate what we want to do. Because mm-hmm. if you're like me, that kind of went into a depres- depressive state after that. Um, I ended up getting a, a really great job that paid me more working at this job called Focus. And I was the national marketing manager, so it was a huge promotion for me, big salary bump. I worked there for almost two years. And then right around 2021, almost 2022, the whole company got laid off. <laughs> uh, they did not succeed. Um, they're still trying to revamp, but they went down to like two employees. So I got let go from that. And then that same year, um, I had a tumor in my lung. Wow. So I ended up having a, thankfully that was uh non-cancerous, but I got that removed. Um, and then while I was in the hospital recovering and all that, because uh, they took about a third of my left lung out. Okay. Obviously, in case anybody's wondering, it's still gone. It's not like they replace it. <laughs> People ask me all the time. Oh, so where do you get the replacement? No, dude, it's gone. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so, uh, but when that happened and then, um, I was in there for uh, a few weeks. Once I got out, the day I got out, my father-in-law passed away. Jeez. So not only could I like not hug my wife because I was stitched up, by, you know, my whole right side. Um, I couldn't really be there for my wife either. And you know, I didn't have a job because <laughs> so, I got laid off. So it was uh, definitely a very challenging year. And I thought to myself, similar to you, to where it's like, you know... I don't know, I have this, like, it's almost like a sign that when shit goes bad, it goes bad, and these kind of make you stronger because they they open up something inside you that maybe wouldn't be there if things were going great. Yeah, um, totally. And all that stuff went, you know, wrong, just like it did for you with the girl where it's like, dude, this is, something's up, right? And it, yep. it really makes you kind of put everything on the shelf and realize what's important and what isn't, and to me, a job wasn't important. What was important was my family and my wife, you know, we're at this point, we're trying to have a kid, um, which that's a whole nother topic, but, uh, we're going through all these things and I'm like, that's, what's important. So I need to be there. So if I need to dip into savings and take some time off, you know, whatever, and then I need to figure out what I need to do. And then I was like, I'm going to go all in on the podcast and then I'm going all in on the podcast. I obviously got way more subscribers cause I'm ducking out an episode a week. Uh, then people start asking me, hey, man, I need help with my podcast. Okay, great. So then last year, I started a, a coaching firm where I'm now coaching people how to start their podcast and even edit their long form into vertical. So I do occasionally that. And um, then I started dipping into UGC stuff because nice. the sponsors of the podcast were like, hey, uh, do you happen to like create <laughs> like videos? Because, you know, during TikTok, that thing started blowing up. So now right. I'm doing UGC stuff. And, you know, that, uh, those two things are now my full-time job under the umbrella of my company, the broader productions where we do, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, there's two years in the making, but it's, it's funny how like all these dominoes had to fall for me to like look down the barrel and be like, I just got, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. And I'm not making as much money as working a corporate job, but I mm. am vastly more happy. Like oh, yeah. extremely content I mean, I'm a stay at home dad, you know, that is a content creator. So it's, that's pretty good.
1: That's what I'm hoping Bye. my future is. And that's why I continue to do what I do and try to build what I can before, uh, my recent wife as of three weeks ago. Uh, and yeah, I look to congrats. have uh, kids and kids in the future. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I have the vision of what your Instagram looks like, which is like a really good <laughs> piece of content. And then baby picture and then a really good piece of content and then baby. Yeah. So stay at home content creating dad is, uh, is the goal for sure.
0: Yeah, dude. And you know, I always had this, uh, vision of like opening up my own podcast studio. Like eventually that's my goal. Like in 2025, I'm really trying to push to do that to where if I can find like-minded folks on this side, which is hard to do where I'm at, but if I could find like-minded creators where we can just kind of put together this lab of sorts where, We can collaborate, go to hang out and have coffee, um, just shoot the shit. So there'll be like a lobby space where we're just having fun, having a good time. And then there'll be uh, three three rooms right now is in my plan to where each room is a podcast room. I obviously host my own podcast there. And when I'm not hosting, I rent out the space for other creators that come in. But more importantly, like I I started to have this vision about two years ago when I started to ramping up my podcast because every single guest that I have on my show if it's not a friend or my wife, is someone like yourself that I reach out to or they reach out to me. Um, Or like the other day, was it threads that we connected through? Or was it...
1: I think it was was Instagram.
0: It was Instagram, yeah. Because threads, like two weeks ago, I, I literally had 10 guest book for my show on threads. And I was like, this is crazy. Because normally it is in the DM, like I reached out to you. And that was my most I think like personal way and most effective way to get a good relationship going with another creative or just another podcast or another person I I found interesting but then when I started thinking how cool would it be if there was like a space where you're hanging out you're having coffee you're shooting the shit you're planning your next video whether it's UGC whether it's podcasting whether it's YouTube whatever and you're planning, it and then all of a sudden just this open public space people walk in they're like Hey, can I grab a coffee? Boom, I grab a coffee. And now I'm sitting down next to Aaron and I'm like, hey, what do you yep. do? Well, I'm a podcaster and crit. Oh, cool. You want to hop in this room real quick and we'll do a podcast? Like, that. love it. So that's like Fluid- fluidity
1: there, for sure.
0: 100% fluidity. And on the caveat to it is like, you rent out the room, let's say it's 100 bucks an hour, you rent that out, you leave, you don't need an SD card or anything. We have it all there and we do all your editing in house. So, literally, oh, you and yeah. I go have a cup of coffee, we'll shoot the shit. Oh, let's spontaneously hop and do a podcast. Oh, here's my notes. Here's what I want. Okay. In a couple of days, that podcast will be ready and sent over to you via Google Drive. So, literally, you don't need any equipment. We have it all there. And then it just gives you an opportunity to, like, collab with people. And I feel like that – I've been doing that so much in the last two years, like I know you have, like, on social – It's just, it's so difficult to do it in person because there's no like, unless it's a Starbucks, which blows, there's no like (laughs) space where you could just go in and connect with people. Because all these connections that I've made with people over the, I mean, 200 and something episodes, I think I'm at 220 episodes, 190 of them are with people that I, I find myself like talking to and texting on a weekly basis now, like really good friends of mine. I've never met them in person crazy it's this podcast that it kind of brought us close together yeah and i'm like how dope would that be if like every week i just i meet a new person in this space and you know that's that's really what i'm looking for uh so yeah that's that's kind of the goal
1: you're doing a great job at it i appreciated you reaching out and like i said because you reach out and you're like you know lloyd and your (laughs) plant base and i was like podcast let's do do it it." (laughs) done and yeah for those of you listening Besides like looking at each other's Instagram, I purposely didn't do any sort of intel on Tony. I wanted to literally just have an authentic conversation, figure out your past, figure out that you have one third less of a lung than a normal human. And so it was uh, It was really nice and I, I don't know, I might continue to try to do this format on my podcast to just not go too deep i feel like there's authenticity behind it i feel like there is um more conversational you know my my uh episode with Lloyd, if you go back on my uh, show, which is called The Aaron Dodd Show for your listeners, um, my my episode with Lloyd George, because he's a podcaster, he asked me before, he was like, can I ask you questions? And I was like, 100%. And we ping ponged. And I still think that it's one of my best episodes of the last five because it wasn't so one-sided. So yeah. really excited to, to chat with you about all things business, all things babies, and all things bok choy because i tried to think of a vegetable that was a, a B, and i don't know why i went bok choy i could have went broccoli but yes
0: <laughs> bok choy just for it just sounds better i think it just, <laughs> right it flows all the tongue. um yeah dude no it's uh and you know th- this this avenue by the way shout out lloyd lloyd is the man um man. Th- this avenue of like podcasting getting to know each other it's, it's very it's very fascinating because it If you don't like talking to people, but you get on a podcast, there's something special about a microphone. And that's why I always wear headphones. Because, like, of course, now that I have a kid, so I I could tell (laughs) she's, like, crying in the background. Um, And then I got dogs barking and stuff. But I only hear, like, Aaron. Like, there's this very intimate, you know, intimate conversation that we're having. And even if you don't know, like, anything about podcasting or how to be on a podcast or talk to people or what a podcast is. We don't have conversations like this in person ever because you're never sitting in a room with somebody having a conversation. If you do, it might be with a glass of wine or a glass of beer. What does that do? That kind of lowers your inhibitions a little bit. It opens up something that maybe wasn't truly authentic. Maybe it was a little too off the cusp. Maybe you're like a couple of my buddies like Shane that gets a little too handsy when he's (laughs) drunk. And it becomes uncomfortable and you want to leave. So it's like right. it, there's nothing that separates us. Like I haven't grabbed my phone. This When you're in this podcast, we're in the moment like this, there's something cool and special about it. And that's why I love the medium so much. It's, it's unlike anything I've done. And it's hard once you start hosting a podcast and you go on shows. It's really hard to get away. And by the way, this is something that does not pay the bills. <laughs> that's what's so funny right. about it. <laughs>
1: And the funny, the funny thing is I would be without headphones today, but my wife is like right down the hallway on another call and her uh, coworkers can hear our conversations sometimes down in the office. And so I went with headphones, but like, I definitely agree with you that this, it's like more like we're in our own bubble. We don't have our phones out. It's yeah. not the coffee shop with a, with 20 other people milling around and making noises yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, definitely, definitely love this medium for sure. Yeah. So so, okay. So we got a little bit a little bit of jobness. Uh, let's hop in to baby. Tell me about the little one. Congratulations, four months now. Thanks, Ben.
0: Yeah, I got one of those. I got I got one of those things running around. It, yeah. It's I tell you what, man. It's we've tried for a long time. Um, I already gave you a sob story about um, my organs, so I won't spend too much time on this. But we've done. We went through an IVF journey for almost two years. So during this whole process of that, uh, 50 minute story that I told you prior in that was, we couldn't have a kid for whatever reason. We're, we're fine. Like tested individually, we're good. So if anybody out there is having issues, it's, um, it might not be anything that's, you know, in your control. There's no medication for it. It's just shit doesn't happen. It is what it is. So we literally went through this IVF and IUI journey. Where it took us two years, finally, after $150,000, um, we have this beautiful miracle that I would spend every penny I have to get her. Um, so it in, in some aspects, I think I appreciate it more. So when like a lot of my buddies ask me, they're like, how do you like, because I spent a lot of time with her. And they're like, how do you have time to do it? And I go, dude, it's there when you have... Oh, when you got one of these things, these are, these little humans are, she's made me such a pussy. Uh, <laughs> I looked at her the other day. She rolled First of all, she rolled it for the first time like a week and a half ago. I have oh, it all on video.
1: Nice. Nice. I
0: have not missed a moment. I haven't missed a first laugh. I haven't missed the rolling over. I haven't missed her first time kicking the musical piano. Like, I'm not missing anything. That's kind of my promise to her and my wife is that I'm going to do whatever I can. Like, if I have to do Uber Eats and put her in the backseat as I'm driving, I'm doing it. You know, there's no way I'm working a corporate job where I'm away from my daughter. But it's that, like, feeling that I have now that I didn't, you know, we're going through this whole IVF journey. I'm like, okay, if we have one, great. You know? Maybe we'll adopt, maybe we won't. But we'll have more money if we don't have a kid. Like these are thoughts legitimately going through my head. Legi- yeah. And now it's like I cannot believe I didn't do this sooner. It's And you can't and you can't imagine your life without her. Profound. Makes no sense to me. Like instant. When I yeah, when I saw her pop out, it's you know, it's uh yeah, it's insane. And then also that, you that's, appreciate that's what you I appreciate women too, way more. Sure. Sure. Obviously, Um, as if we shouldn't already, you know, because we don't want to get canceled. Um, (laughs) But uh, I appreciate my wife way more. I love her way more now. Um, Yeah, there's just there's a lot of gratitude. And um, it's just great to to watch her grow up already and to to be able to in 18 years, you know, good, bad, ugly. You look at that and say, I've done the best I can. And I'm going to let you loose into this world. And, um, yep. you know, it's it's fascinating. It really is what, what we're able to do. And by the way, I should say that last thing is um, when you leave the hospital, they just let you leave with a, with a human. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own. I thought there was way more like we didn't have to sign anything. They just gave us discharge papers. But I thought there was going to be like, you know, like when you get pulled over for a DUI. Like he makes you do some tests before he arrests you, right? No, no tests, <laughs> no tests. We just we go, we leave the room, and we just go. We have a car seat in the car, and that's it. And they say hey, congratulations, and I'm like, is there no
1: manual for this thing? How many how many uh, books did you get into? Did you get in any books before she arrived? We didn't get any books, but um, my wife
0: did. My wife used to be uh, a teacher. So she's Great. into all the childcare, you know, zero through three years old of what to do and what not to. Do. But we consumed, stupidly enough, a lot of TikTok. A lot of TikTok. Cause there's so just tic- some
1: TikTok is a new baby book world. Is that is that
0: and for us it was. Yeah. I mean it's just it was a. I uh I like similar to podcasting, and it, people always laugh at me when I make that comparison, but similar to like podcasting creating content, doing if you want to do anything, you go to YouTube, right? Yeah. It's not uncommon that now we're switching from YouTube to TikTok. It's just it's now vertical on your phone instead of horizontal on your on your laptop with YouTube. Yeah. So I learned everything I know about my business, how to run it, the podcasting on YouTube. Um, So when we needed to do some research, I mean, you type in like, you know, best stroller into TikTok. I mean, there's thousands of videos and reviews from real humans and they're authentic too. It's not like high production, you know, companies that are doing, I mean, it's, it's people like you and me that just take out their phone and do this review of the stroller or, you know, parallel to that, there's shitty reviews of like, uh, products that you shouldn't get. So we made our registry, all the good stuff. And, and, Yes, yeah, just we, we learned a lot from that and little parenting things and Miss Rachel, if you know who Miss Rachel is. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I know you know, Miss Rachel, Rachel we watch that. on YouTube. I mean, these are all things that are great for cognitive function. And, yeah, they're on your device, but, you know, it's better than a book, in my opinion. So it's it's been weird. It's been weird to consume this stuff. My playlist now is very interesting, my For You page. Right, <clears throat> it's a lot different than what it was. Can't last get
1: out. Week. Once you're in, you can't get out.
0: Yeah, it's hard. And then it doesn't help that my wife keep it. Once I thought I was out, like, and I was like, I consumed like 15 chicks that like to work out with oil. I'm good. I got, I got, you know what I mean? Like I'm out of the uh, the kid algorithm now. And then boom, my wife sends me 10 more videos. I'm like, son of a bitch. Now yeah, I'm back right. in this this video again of kids. Yeah. But it's, it's great though, man. It's, it's great being a father and yeah, you're gonna love it. It's, it's so cool. It's yeah. like having an employee. We'll get there, we'll get there
1: some, Hey, I, I, I've seen a lot of videos about when your child gets of age, the tax advantages of paying your child. So that's why, once again, another positive for the entre- entrepreneur, space, I can yeah. be getting the Roth, the Roth started uh, early tax-free.
0: Yeah, which, by the way, I have a Roth for her, so uh, the second she gets social security number, you're good. So, Boom. Yeah, do that, and then, uh, yeah, she will be an employee by next year. She's going to be my spokesgirl for the company, and I'm also going to have her as my uh, podcast co-host once she can start talking, so that's going to be one thing I can't wait to do with her. It's going to be great. I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. So, how many uh, how many people do you have uh, in your podcast uh, community? Do you have a community, or are you just doing one to one coaches? Yeah,
0: um, for my clients, I mean, I think right now I'm at like maybe fourteen or fifteen. Nice. Um, but usually with my clients, I I typically don't. It ranges. Uh, From like a la carte services where I'll do like, um, you know, your channel art and logos, intro, um, you know, video, uh, your intro music. um, And then kind of it it molds a little bit into like editing more so the actual podcast, like long form. So take all the raw stuff and and send it to me and then I edit it and send it back with all your intro music and, um, you know, social handles, pop ups and all that stuff. Uh, but now I'm starting to get. Uh, I did. A, I launched a podcast course that's going really well. Um, oh great! I like, yeah, I like that a little bit more because I've included. So it's a it's a ten video course for one fee. Right now, I, I think I have it on sale for like two hundred bucks. Um, so you get all ten courses, but you get coaching alongside. So you get me hand to hand, and that's very affordable concerning anything else that you can get. Because I used to charge per hour, and what. What was great about that, what I always told clients was my goal is to teach you everything you need to know so you never talk to me again. Like that's kind of the goal. Yeah. So that's where there was no like, there's no repeat business. What, what I like about the video course that I put together is it's a course that shows you everything that I would typically charge you for per hour. Um, But it's more transparent because I found myself like when I first started my podcast coaching, I was like, as you know, it's very difficult to do. Um, but once you get it, get it going and you get your website up and your RSS feed up, you know, it's a blog. You post a yeah. blog at the audio form and it's out in the universe because your yeah. feed's are already submitted. So it's like I found myself, I was like, I'm not going to charge someone for 30 minutes. And I'm not going to, I'm not the type of person that's like, but this really took me five hours. <laughs> yeah. It really only took 40 minutes. Sure. So I was like, let me do the video course. And then alongside you get coaching for free. so it's part of the package. And by coaching I mean email DM, you don't get my phone number or anything but we go back and forth in email if you have any issues with you know your RSS feed or maybe uh, episode notes or something like that, you reach out to me and I come back to you don't charge. You. it's just kind of so my goal is to build this community as I mentioned and then hopefully within two years I'll have this community of like really skilled podcasters and by that time I'd be like, hey bud, glad you're you've been on part of this journey with me uh i'm glad you've been a part of this journey i just opened up my podcast studio let's collab let's hop in there so that's kind of the goal is to build up this community of folks that are like-minded and then you know eventually we can do some business down the road so uh
1: where is your where is your video course being held so i do
0: everything on stand store um but i also i also have it on my website too um, a website charges – I have Squarespace and they just started charging fees for courses like to the host. So it's like 9% and I'm not going to charge more on my website than I do on Stand Store. Stand Store is zero sure. fees on Stand Store. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to host everything there and when people click on it, they open it up and they can watch everything. You know, it's all on YouTube but it's a, as a, a private – so, once they get okay. that link, then it goes up and they just watch it as they want. And then they could save it if they want. They still want to save the videos and watch at their leisure. They could do that as well. Uh, yeah, course, dude, so.
1: is, course is definitely a goal of mine in 2024. I don't really know what it looks like yet, yeah. but that's why I'm really excited to get this Elgato prompter going so I can just throw up a script, riff, edit it. What did I like? Share it to a couple people. For sure what do you think does this bring value how much did you pay for this Like, can kind of start to do all those kind of things so yeah no I'm doubt for that
0: no i think you're going to enjoy courses i i'm more i'm more so like it because it's the internet now is so big and youtube is just you can go down a rabbit hole a plethora of great information great but it's just you spend so much time doing the research um i've bought many courses before which is what motivated me to start my own but yep going through that process and trying to find everything out there and sometimes it's conflicting sometimes it's not sometimes it's repetitive and then i'm like wasting you know you waste hours of watching videos when wouldn't it be cool if you could just spend five hours get everything you need to know and then whenever you're ready to upgrade hopefully there's another course like it where you can get more information but
1: the next the next step the next stuff yeah
0: definitely And eventually i will do that too but i mean just for you i'd be interested like if you did because you say you do s- social media consulting? Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. To do a course yeah, like I think to the other thing too consultant.
1: that like I really feel like I can bring to the market is I have a lot of uh, contacts and a little bit of my audience is, let's say, for instance, maybe somebody that was in corporate America for the last 20 years and now they're a real estate agent and now they're between 45 and 55 and they're a real estate Ooh. agent and but they understand that they need to be on social media but they missed social media and they know that they're like friends and family have facebook but they don't really know what it is and like what yeah. is an ig real versus what is it so like that's kind of like my audience and so i like that I think a lot. there's a lot of um a lot of areas that i can bring value there so that it's very basic and they can understand kind of the um you know bottom very very bottom barrel like this is a nine by six you know nine by yeah. 16 is vertical and 16 by nine is like youtube or your tv like yeah there needs to be somebody out there that's just like laying it like exactly what you said. Like, ex- like why not record myself what our first hour, if you have no idea what social media was and we hop on a call together, like why not just answer every question that you would probably have for me in that first hour and put it out on your website and on Stand store for nineteen ninety-nine 99 and just like see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Cause there okay. is definitely, there is definitely a, a, an Audience out there for that, so
0: yeah, for sure. Well, especially something along again. I look at like a gym membership, I'm paying 40 bucks a month to use equipment because I don't want to buy all that equipment at the house. So, right. I look at courses like a lot of people, you know, when they say, Oh, you're doing a course, like, what, why would you charge people? Why don't you just put on YouTube for free? I go, dude, because it, it, you know, it's what I do, it's a lot of time, a lot of energy. I edit it, I make it engaging. It's super sexy looking, really cool, Mm -hmm. like high end shit, like Mr. Beast, but professional. Like, it's been, I I took a lot of time into it. And that's why I don't put it on YouTube, is because you could go on YouTube, click my video, watch my video, but then where's video two? You're going to search whatever that topic was. So let's say, like, my first course is like how to monetize your channel. I make that video one because I break down literally verbatim, how you're not going to make money for a very long time. So that's the first video is like, (laughs) you ain't making shit with this podcast. I don't care who you are. You're not making any money yet, but here's ways that you can do it. Affiliate links, sponsorship deals, collaboration posts. I I do mention that, but I kind of lower their bar a little bit from uh, expectations. And then video two is like channel art and logos, right? Video three is like intros and outros, things like that. So I break it down. So if you watch video one and you're like, oh, that's dope if I did put it on YouTube. Oh, video, okay. But then what's the next step? Now I'm back in the search bar. Step two to building up, now you go down this rabbit hole again and then you're stuck in the same boat. So that's why I think courses are so sexy because it's organized. It's like you said, if you give this to a brand that doesn't know the first thing about social media, dude, If you have you ever looked up how to post social media content on YouTube. Holy shit. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your head. Yeah. Look at right. all that stuff. So I think that would be a cool way to go for sure. And then how long have you been? Uh, so you've been married, you said, yeah? With the wife? Yeah. How long? Yeah. You just got married. Three, a couple
1: weeks, three weeks. November 24th. Brand new. Holy 20, cow. 2023. Brand new. Went with, wow. a, went with a small, intimate, 24-person wedding in my parents' backyard.
0: That's the way to go though.
1: That's the way to go. go. uh, My dad's, uh, was able to marry us as a notary public in South Carolina. So my dad married us, uh, in front of her family, my family in the backyard of my parents' house the day after Thanksgiving, wouldn't change a thing. Most beautiful 62 degree South Carolina day. And, uh, yeah, we're anxious. We've got, we got about 20 photos from our photographer. We're anxiously waiting the rest and, uh, yeah actually did a podcast uh, with my wife about why we made the decision, why we went that direction and yeah. uh, got a lot of positive feedback from, uh, from people about how the wedding industry is shifting and everything's getting so expensive. And so people are doing smaller mm-hmm. family only micro weddings. And so, yeah. uh, so yeah, really enjoyed it.
0: That's great, man. Congrats on that. Thank you. Uh, And how long have you guys been together for?
1: We've been together for a little over two years. Uh, I was out in LA for a wedding in October of 2021, had the dating apps open, Chelsea (laughs) swiped, I confirmed, and two years (laughs) later, we are married.
0: Nice. So, If that's um, not the perfect plot to a gorgeous rom-com, I don't know what is.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. I was, I was like, you know, at a wedding, single guy at a wedding, lonely on the dance floor, checking my, my DMS on hinge. And I see, I get a match from a cute, cute girl in LA. And I was like, "Ooh." Ooh, um, But the really cool part about our relationship that I love about our story is we matched on Saturday and I left on Sunday and we didn't have an opportunity to meet on Sunday because I had to get right to the airport. And so we kept the conversation going and we FaceTimed for like three consecutive months and then I came back out um, to meet her in person. That's beautiful. So yeah, just to see, you know we like each other on FaceTime a lot and we FaceTime 10 to 12 times a day. So I think that this can work in person. And, uh, it did. And here we are.
0: Wow. Well, the fact you were able to FaceTime too, means she has an apple. So boom, check,
1: check. Yes. Blue. Yeah. Can't do green. All about the, all about the blue text.
0: I remember when I was dating, I was using Tinder back in the dizzy and that, uh, it, if I would get their number, which typically I wouldn't, but if I would and they had green bubble, no, immediately block, ghosted. Don't even, don't you dare even send me that green shit.
1: I love, I love the blocked and ghosted, hilarious. Yeah.
0: Done, done. Um, yeah, but you know, it's uh, so did you delete Hinge right away, like the commercial says? Did it,
1: did it pop? And the funny thing is is they need to figure this part out because it's like the app that you want to delete, but now it's a part of our story. And so we both keep hinge on our phone, obviously with a deactivated account, but like every year, be like we kind of know what our conversation was like at the beginning but then you know we don't know the intricacies and so we go back and we're like oh like why why did i even say that yeah you you can see see like literally every single message that was like that's cool the funny thing was is that hinge changed uh, an update and allowed you to put videos as like on your profile and so i was like if there's anything that a future spouse of mine needs to know, it is that I like to dance, and that like I just I'm kind of like a dude that like doesn't really give a shit about what people nice. think of me. And so my top, not like my second or, or third or fourth, but my top piece of media on my profile was me dancing to a TikTok. <laughs> and in fact, it caught Chelsea's eye because she thought it was a joke. She thought. Mm-hmm she screen recorded and sent it to her like girl group and was like look at this motherfucker like
0: doing a TikTok
1: it. on his date and she's, and she's like oh shit, he's serious and then mm-hmm. she liked it and i think my first message to her was like so i passed the vibe check and she said you passed and we were on the <laughs> on the way from there
0: that's cool man what a great story
1: yeah really really cool story i uh we dated for six months and then I decided to leave Charlotte, North Carolina and come out here to LA and I moved into her apartment and nice. we've been, uh, we've been going ever since I proposed back in March and married in November. Wow. That's
0: unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're, I, I run into a lot of people that now that are getting married. Uh, cause we got a lot of heat. We've been married almost, um, six years now, six years. I'll cut this part out. Um, yeah, we've been married, yeah, six years, thing. think. And we, you know, when you have a kid, everything just fades. That's all that yeah. matters. Her birthday, the day she helped out at the time. Um, but we got a lot of heat when we didn't do like a big wedding. We went to a small venue. It was just a farmer's market that we rented out. It was like a couple thousand bucks. We made everything like ourselves, the decorations. that We brought it all from our house. Had a bunch of people just loaded up our friends and family decorated. We had a food truck at our at our wedding. Like that type of like, and still to the day, a lot of people have been to numerous wedding, weddings since then. And they say ours was the best they've been to because Ooh. it wasn't, and they're probably just saying that to us, but we'll, we'll take it. But right. it wasn't like a wedding. It wasn't, you know, uh, not, You know, if you get married at a church, all good. We're, we're not very religious anyway, but, um, the, the fact that we spent so much time and energy into celebrating that, which is beautiful and gorgeous and you should, but in my opinion, the weddings that I go to, I like to have fun. And I'm the type of person where I want to have fun at my wedding. I don't want to sit there for two hours and listen to long speeches. I just want my guests to have fun and I want to celebrate love in the way that I know, which is dance, goof off throw things like we did we did our cake testing we didn't even let people know we didn't even announce it like we had our own videographers and photographers like they know they see the flash and if you want to come you can if not if you want to keep yeah. dancing little john that's okay too yeah like do what yeah. you got to do but we we just wanted to have a, a blast and i i hope people get to that point with everything they do instead of getting so like tied down to corporations Telling us what we should and shouldn't do. Like, you know, I don't know who started it, but you have to spend like double your salary on your engagement ring. What? What? Double your monthly salary, not yearly. But I I remember, you know, when I bought our engagement ring, I remember reading that. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm not doing that. And the wedding dresses, the amount of money people spend on wedding dress. And again, do what you do. If you got the money to do it, have at I have one of my best friends spent seventy thousand dollars at his wedding. Okay. Me, I would like to buy a house. That's what we were saving for. So, right. but I, I look at all that stuff and I'm like, we're told that we have to do this and that. And when you get away from that stuff and you just kind of do what makes you happy and do your own thing, it's like a trickle effect of everything else does. Because there's a, there's only a few things that ruin marriages. One of them's money. Yeah. And the rest I'll let you guys figure out. But <laughs> the big one is money so if you go into it 70 grand in debt because of one day that's not going to be a very good marriage
1: yeah if you're if you're putting yourself first and you're doing it for you then that's not the that's the wrong decision and if Correct. you if you're doing it for everybody else then you did it for everybody else but exactly. when they leave after they have their cake and ice cream they're not paying that 70 dollars down that's you know, all on a credit card, and yeah. putting you and keeping you from purchasing a house. So yeah. that was that was a lot of of what our decision came from. You know, That's smart. We had if I polled twenty people, uh, I think nineteen of the twenty couples said that they would go smaller and cheaper. And I was like, success leaves clues. Yes. So if yes. all of these people would say that they would go smaller and save their money, and you know, even a friend that came to say hi. Uh, after the day after we got married was like, we would be in a house right now if we didn't spend as much money as we did. And I'm just like, oh, yeah,
0: dude. And then now those people are still trying to save up more money to try to buy a house in this market. Good luck. Exactly. Exactly. she you wish you didn't spend that 70 G's, player? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it's funny. We talk about corporate America and interest and all that. So let's kind of dip into plant-based because I know <laughs> we're almost at an hour already which is crazy. Jeez. Um, so plant-based as a whole, the only reason I started was I did an elimination diet because I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease um, a long oh, time okay. ago. And I know this seems like a Tony Pity party, but I swear to God, it's just coincidence that I'm listing all these negative things that are wrong with me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's also because all this stuff happened because in my 20s, I really, really lived in my 20s. And nice. I think there's a direct correlation to... Partying, drugs, alcohol, lack of sleep to give me my Crohn's disease. There's no cure for Crohn's. There's no reason behind Crohn's. But I think there's many factors. And one of them being as you treat your body like an amusement park and your body doesn't know what the fuck to do. And I think that's what happened. I think I treated my body like an amusement park for 15 years. And then my body was like, oh, hmm, here's a little spice of scarring of your intestine, Tony. So I think that's that's kind of why I have it. But that's why I went to plant-based I switched... From cutting out uh, red meat originally, and I was still having a lot of issues. Then I would cut out chicken, still having issues. So I was pescatarian for a while. That was okay, but I was still having issues. And then I went fully plant based. And now I maybe have an issue a year, but throughout the year, I feel something coming and it's manageable. Like I know how to treat it now, but it is yep. not like I used to have to end up in the hospital every time I would have a, a reaction. Wow. So now I don't do that. I mean, I, ever since I've been fully plant-based, I haven't been in the hospital once for that.
1: It's so funny that you say that. Uh, the girl that I was dating in 2015 had uh, Crohn's and we watched Fork Over Knives and uh, because we just wanted to see what this documentary about going plant-based was all about and we watched that because she had Crohn's, and we tried to heal her Crohn's being vegetarian and we parted ways obviously uh because of that later (laughs) (laughs) no because of other things and i stuck with it i had felt the best i had ever felt and the funny thing was i hadn't even really dialed in my nutrition with it yet i was kind of like i was feeling better but like not like a hundred percent better, not the way that I feel now, but I still obviously feel lighter. I feel uh, like I can eat what I would consider like a heavy vegetarian dinner and then like five minutes of digestion. And I'm like, all right, let's go for a walk. Whereas you just can't do that after, you know, two burgers and, and a side of chicken. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been plant-based for eight years now. I'll never go back. Mm Um, my, wife was watching her diet a little bit when we started dating two years ago. She's, you know, I, I consider myself a pescatarian. I, I, I throw down a little bit of sushi every once in a while. but sure. um, But yeah, been vegetarian for eight years, never going back. Absolutely nice. love it. And especially, let me tell you. I went gluten-free 8 years ago and I went and I went uh vegetarian 8 years ago and we have come a very long way. So if you're out there in 2023, 2024, you have absolutely no excuse with the amount of amazing products that are out there. But I will say this like some of even the most amazing products that you can eat like imitation meat and stuff like that, the farther away from a pure plant that you get, the more you're going to still you know, probably see weight gain or grogginess and stuff like that. So like to always get back to the, the closest, uh, closest form, go to your local farmer's market, pick up your herbs, pick up your carrots and obviously you're supporting local when you do that as well. So we try to, uh, try to head down to the Hollywood farmer's market every once in a while. Yeah, dude, no, that's such a great point. And I find myself,
0: I maybe like once or twice a month I might do like a Beyond Meat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Only because I uh, I have my own pizza oven at home I built. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wood fire, so it's it's legit. Thing gets up to nine hundred degrees, so it'll be the best pizza you ever have in your life. Um, so if you're ever in nice. Florida, man, let me know. Hey, okay. but uh,
1: that's the only podcast time I'll- <laughs> podcast studio
0: pizza oven. Yes, those are the only two things in life. So uh, occasionally I'll have like. I got to make a pizza. So I'm like, ground beef, beyond meat, I'll do that. And then, uh, you know, I might cheat and have like an egg or something here and there because it's just such a a good clean source of protein. And then, yeah, of course, sushi. If there's sushi and I can't get like an avocado roll, sometimes they'll have like fried avocado rolls. And I'm like, I don't want that. Let me just do a little eel. Let
1: me do a little I but I always go I always feel like my my pH with my with my stomach is a little bit off as soon as I introduce any sort of like animal meat, even just like sushi. So for sure I even try to I've I've tried to shy away. I mean, obviously it's not hard here in LA to get, you know, bomb ass vegan vegan sushi out here. There's just one place that we go to that's like next level. So yeah, uh, really easy, really easy to be plant based in LA.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And even in Tampa here, it's not it's not too, too bad. Um, but we don't really eat out that much because um, it, it is difficult. You know, I learned a long time ago that, especially with, you know, Crohn's, even if I was to go plant, you know, based, plant-based fully, but it was to eat out all the time, eating plant-based, it's just, it's not as good as you mentioned, getting the fresh stuff, cooking it at your home, doing it yourself. So there's a few things you can... You can kind of include in that, which is one, it's a little date night for you and the spouse, which is always great because you're doing things yeah. at home and you're hanging out. And, of course, you want to get out and you want to have a good time and socialize. I get it. But then also, when you start to understand that companies are so greedy, whether you're a big or small company, and I look at it like there's so many horror stories, more stories than nice stories of just businesses, small or big, that cut corners to save a buck on their food and by the time it gets to your plate there is so many people that touch it yeah it freaks me the fuck out especially with the (laughs) pandemic all that stuff that happened it's like I love how like we we think the cure is stay six feet apart everyone's so gross and everyone's caught. meanwhile you have like 15 people touching your food before it even goes to your plate but there's no regulation for that right you know, like I need a GoPro attached to my food, okay? By the time it leaves wherever it's going and it hops on the truck.
1: it's a, a good of piece of
0: content. Yeah. I'll imagine like... P- how, I'm p- picked how... in
1: Idaho, placed on a truck, shipped to the distribution center in Atlanta, driven yeah. down to Tampa, put on the shelf in... Yeah. In Food line in Tampa, purchased <laughs> right. by you. Yeah. Well, I, I mean,
0: that, that alone, good. dude, is... You know, I'm I'm scared to keep my food in my car too long, from the grocery store to the car because of bacteria that can build up. So it's like, yeah, you know, uh, imagine what that thing's going through before you hit it. So it's like anything you could do to to mediate that process and and figure out what makes the most sense for you uh, is the best. And I think plant based is the way to go. But also that it's a little scary too for me because I'm curious where that's headed because it seems like in such a short amount of time, Aaron, that it's become so commercialized as well. And we've seen this before, right? With like back in the day, McDonald's, oh my God, their burgers were the best in town. It was from a local farm and the cattle was taken care of and killed humanely and then put on your plate. But now that's not even real meat they put on there. It's like 92% meat or some shit.
1: I also hate the fact that, as you say, commercially, like people have started to put plant-based on things that don't really need to say plant-based because people mm -hmm. equate plant-based to health, which therefore they want people to consume the healthy version. So I I can't remember what the product was, but my wife goes to me last week. It was like plant-based oatmeal. And she's like, yeah, they're oats. (laughs) It's like... It's like, of course, like you can't even have like a yeah. plant-based product without trying to commercialize, yeah. um, like, and try to get people to grab your product because now it has plant-based on it. But hey, if people yeah. want to come over to the good side because of the marketing on the on the packaging, then great. Yeah, love that.
0: Yeah, dude. And there again, there's no regulation for that. It's similar to like the organic label. You know now, sure. you know how many organic? There's like six organic labels like the USDA organic one is is one label but then there's yeah. a there's multiple other organic labels that you need to be aware of because sometimes the USDA organic it's not fully organic unless it meets yeah. these other requirements you know it's it's just so crazy that we have to you literally have to have a doctrine to understand a nutritional label it's yeah and you know people don't even know some of the biggest killers are you know enriched flour And if it says enriched or fortified on the ingredients, that's just sprayed with GMO and uh, pesticides and all types of bullshit that you don't need. Like if you want flour, get the real legit flour. If you want pasta, get the pasta that's not enriched. And all that type of stuff is, it's hard to find nowadays. And I feel like every year it gets worse and worse and worse, especially because I got buddies overseas in Europe and places like Italy where it's, you know, it's a lot different, obviously
1: so just want to say this reminder this is not a nutritional <laughs> podcast what tony and i say on this podcast is not nutritional advice please do not sue us <laughs> or cancel us but, it is but go plant-based <laughs> but go plant-based <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> thank you for that disclaimer um had
1: to, had to throw it in there
0: although i must say there. i have i have dabbled the idea for mainly for a good piece of content i think it would be interesting for me to do the carnivore diet um because i've been vegan for so long yeah and i'm just curious how i would react because it's either i'm either gonna end up in the hospital which will be interesting uh or maybe i don't know it'll it'll help somehow
1: no not worth the content for me but you do you (laughs) i'll view it i'll like it i'll share it i'll save it that's about all i'm gonna do for you but
0: Thanks, buddy. Uh, but it is it is interesting when I do occasionally have, like, a, a bite of a steak or something like that. You know, like, I think the last time was maybe, like, eight months ago or something. And my dad force feed. you know, he's like, dude, just try it. Just try it. This is the best filet here. Okay, fine. Jesus. And I'll take it and I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's all right. That's good. But then I could tell, like, my body was like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing Like it knew what time it was, like it was about to react. I think that's with anything though. I think if you eliminate anything out of your diet and try to eat it again, it's going to mess with you. But I just don't, I haven't felt this good in quite some time. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old and I feel like I'm 20 and I know it's not because of my Crohn's. (laughs) So I know it's (laughs) because of the way I eat and and the way I, I take care of myself. So it's, there's something to it for sure.
1: Totally. You know. Dude, this has been fun. It's like this a is like crazy. it's like as always. Like you said, you come into the room, you hunker yeah. down, you got the headphones on, and then an hour goes by, and you're like, "Holy crap!"
0: Yeah, I don't even know what happened. Well, we might have to do it again. Maybe a part two on something.
1: I would love I would love a part two because it was yeah. that was definitely uh, definitely enough enough time. But I appreciate you coming on what I call the Aaron Dodd Show, and then you got your podcast, the Berardo Podcast.
0: Uh, for everyone out there, uh, definitely check out Aaron' his content in general, but mostly his podcast and his content. But it's, uh, yeah, it's great, dude. It's great to see a fellow, you know, creative kick some ass and take some names. So uh, I appreciate you hopping on, and um, thank you for what you do, man.
1: Of course, right back at you. You got some great. Uh, now that now that the podcast is over and we're, I'm allowed to look more into your life on the socials, so that I can learn more about you. I'm excited to to tap in. I did listen to your uh, last episode with uh, UGC Shop, and so oh, I did uh, did listen to that, and that was that was great. I will be checking out uh, hire-creators.com for sure, and yes. uh, we'll be checking out a lot of your other podcasts. Uh, I got a I got a lot to catch up. I'm only on uh, episode 17. So I'm, I'm far behind you, but one step at a time.
0: Yeah, dude, you got this bro. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you got the podcast voice, so that's the hard part, you know,
1: you, right, right back at you, man. I you was know, like, gosh, is what, how much revenue can you make in 2024 <laughs> with voiceovers? Like let's, let's go, but, uh, <laughs> have a great, have a great holiday. It was nice meeting you and uh big things for both of us in 2024.
0: Yes, sir. Thanks brother. You too, man.